Hey, everyone. Welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark. And Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And our topic for today is screens and media, and specifically how to help kids uh, use those things well. Um, we, we know that it's all too easy for parents to be lazy by allowing screens and media to just become instant, easy babysitter or using those devices as a crutch to get out of difficult uh, parenting things. Yeah. You know, those difficult parenting things. You know, the The problems that we face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, we just, using screens and media can be a really easy solution Mm -hmm. that you can utilize all the time. And just your kids will sit there oftentimes and happily, mindlessly be on a device. But that is probably not the best solution in every instance. So we're going to propose a few reasons why you shouldn't use devices as a crutch as a parent. And yet they're so tempting. I mean, goodness, when I want to do something and I know I could have like 40 minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, a focused time to accomplish a task. It's like if I just put a screen on, we've all seen those, the eyes lock in, right? Does it like, uh, tractor beam eyes. Like they're, yeah. they don't, they forget what's going on in the world around them. And it's kids and adults too. It's, they can get so focused on the screens that it's a temptation as a parent for me. I want to use them maybe more often than I should, because I know I could get the focus. I know I could have time for me, or I know I could accomplish something. So it's like, it's like, oh. It's kind of like magic, It's you like, know? <laughs> it's like, true. how can I get these wild and crazy kids yes. to just sit, sit there still. and not say a word for an hour? <laughs> how? It looks like See. it's impossible. And then you you give them a little, an iPad or something. Yeah. And you watch magic yeah. unfold in front of your eyes. Yeah. You can even say their names and they, they don't even hear you. <laughs> They're in a different, they've been transported. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It is magic. magic. Yeah. It's so silent. And it's so, so, silent. Yeah. so, you know, we're not saying that you should never let your kid watch on an iPad right. or right. Uh, watch a movie or, yeah. you know, YouTube or whatever. Um, all these things within reason. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, what we want to do is address this problem where that can become your go-to yeah, and you end sure. up spending too much time. Your kids have too much time on screens right. and media and devices because you're using that as a crutch as yeah. a parent. Yeah. So a few reasons why this is a problem. Yep. Uh, one, we are going to contend that in doing so, you miss out on good conversations you would otherwise have. If you're always giving your kids a device to fill the space or to serve as a babysitter, you know, to get from point A to point B to accomplish this task, you're going to rob yourself and your kids of good conversations that you might have during that time if there was no screen involved. It's so true. Yeah. Because we had a van uh, not too long ago that had the screen in the van, you know. Yeah. And so there's that temptation right there to just flip on a movie, flip on a show, flip on, you know, even if it's a good educational thing, but to have that going um, on our drives. And, you know, the intention was to just keep it for some of the long drives, you know, make, you know, 
couple of hours or something, maybe have something going. But the temptation was there to just have it playing. And sometimes I would have it playing, you know, going for a 15-minute jaunt from here to there. Which makes for a much more peaceful drive. In my own thoughts. I could <laughs> I could hear my own thoughts and yeah. all of that. Yeah, but, but once we got rid of that car, we ended up switching out cars. We don't have that sort of access anymore. What I've noticed and I'm thankful for is our drive from church to home, our drive from our house to a friend's house, those conversation times are amazing. They, number one, I mean, there's going to be a fight or a battle or someone's touching their leg. And so you get to help them resolve conflict and they can't go anywhere. They're strapped in. Yeah, totally. So, right, you know, we have these times, not just in the car, but just other other spaces you might fill where you can have a conversation. And then number two, you can discuss things that come up in just real life conversation or things that they're thinking about. You can ask good questions. Yeah. Now there's always content coming into the kids. Yeah. How are you engaging with them in a conversation? It just, it blocks some of that really good relationship building time. Yeah. So I drove the kids this morning, actually one kid here to work. And during that time, mm-hmm. we we prayed for mom. We prayed oh, for you. Yay. And, you know, that was a good way to spend a couple of minutes of a drive, of a 10, 15-minute drive. But if a movie was playing, right. I, we wouldn't have done that. No. You know? And so there was a, a, a good couple of minutes, time well spent, helping him to think about you and intercede. Yeah. You know, we, we prayed for you. So it's that kind of stuff that we want to leave room for. Not yeah. to mention, you know, on the drive home from school, we got a five-minute drive home from school. Right. You know, sure, they could watch five minutes of a show on that drive, but much better for us to ask our regular questions of, how did it go at school today? Was there anything that your teacher said or anything that you talked about or anything that anyone in your class said that you think mom or dad would disagree with or that the Bible would disagree with or right. th- things like that? And then the conversations that, that follow on that drive home from school. Yeah, and beyond that, you just think about a location like you see a lot of screens uh, at Target or in the grocery store, right? You're not then, you're not uh, allowing yourself to have conversations with your kids as you shop or you think about in your own home. If, if you're constantly filling the time, not just in the car, not just when you're out and about doing errands, and not that those times you never can have a screen, but I'm just saying if it's constantly filled, you're not having the discussions, the interactions, the relationship building conversations that you could have in your home because they are engaging with another story. They are learning about a different character or a different problem. They're they're viewing something else rather than the real life that's going on around them. And we want to make sure that as parents, so much of our job is just communicating with them, teaching them, talking mm-hmm. to them, asking them questions, showing them, guiding them yeah. there, giving them examples. And if all the dead space is filled with a screen, we're not going to give ourselves the amount of time we we should have yeah. to build a relationship. Yeah. And that's a good point. You know, we are tasked to teach our kids. And so we need those times to be able to teach them. And you think about it, we are teaching them when we give them a screen and a device and just let them watch mindlessly for hours. We're teaching them a, a few bad things, uh, some bad, you know, yeah. bad habits. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're teaching them to zone out for long periods of time right. and, uh, we're, we're teaching that whatever the messaging and the, the lessons of the, the actual content is, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teaching that's happening that right. we've just now delegated to the screen. So I guess if we're not careful, we'll get ahead of ourselves here. Cause the second main reason we want to avoid, we want to push against being a lazy parent who just uses a device as a crutch is we think kids can become addicted 
to screens and media and devices and video games and, and all these things. Uh, we yeah. know yeah. kids become addicted. In fact, these things are designed to be addicting yep. and to grab your attention and keep it for hours on end. And so uh, it's a big industry where a lot of money goes into making these things really good and really entertaining, attention grabbing. And um, so we have to be careful um, that our kids don't become addicted. Yeah. And I mean, let's be real. Let's be honest here. Adults, parents, I mean, me, I I can see the temptation, the screen. I can see I've wrestled through that as a Christian. How much should I be on this device or this app or this you watch this show. I mean, there, there's a sense where even as a saved and sanctified growing Christian, I am tempted. There is an allure that's drawing me in to want to see and just zone out and check out of the world in a sense. And so when we put that in front of our children, you know, who most of them, especially young, are not saved, they don't have the self-control we have. They don't have the even discernment we have. And so they easily just want it and want more and more. I mean, I I can't really think of a time, very rarely, maybe my most active kid, right, who says like, eh, I don't want to watch anything anymore. It's like yeah. they almost always want it. They almost always, if, if it was offered, they would gladly take it because they they love it. They love the fun. They love the laughter. They love the ease and comfort and pleasure of just sitting back and watching. And it's, it is addicting. It is eye catching to them. Yeah, absolutely. A third reason that we want to avoid overuse of screens as parents is we believe our kids need outside time, you know? Um, so you have to set the screen down at some point and get outside, Yes, you know, or outside, you know, not, Limited outside, to outside inside, but yeah. like go and go sit at the piano and work on yeah. the piano and go and do your homework and yeah. But yeah, get outside and run around and do things other than screens throughout the day. And I think these are kind of connected points here, but I think this is a, a really important and, and formative aspect of a kid's childhood. Yeah, I mean, we got we are aiming for sweat time every right. day in, right. in our household with the kids. Yeah, we we want them to sweat, we want them to move, we want their bodies. And we talk about that. We want them to be healthy and moving. So we don't think it's a good thing for them to sit and have a sedentary body that never moves around. We want to teach our kids that we need to be healthy and active, and that's a good stewardship stewardship of the bodies God gave us. So, yeah, we get them moving. And also, you know, you think about that with, like, you hear a lot of parents today saying, we just don't have time for mm. a lot of things. Mm. Well, I wonder, and I don't know, but I wonder if you removed some of the screen time, what other time would open up to practice that sport outside, to study that book or read that book aloud or do that game. Like by removing and limiting the screen time, you're opening up other outside time, but also disciplines you want to teach them, things you want to do as a family when you kind of remove that mindless activity. Yeah. And this is a an instance where it just takes discipline as a parent. You you know it's good for your kids to get outside and run around right. and have breaks from the screen, but it's just so much easier to allow them to sit there and, you know, do what, what they want to do on their screen or whatever. And so this is an instance where you just have to know that what's good for them. They might even be resistant to it. They might, mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah. Their my first reaction may be to whine and complain, but 
we've got to do what's best for our kids. And that's going to involve setting the screens down at some point and um, using them in proportion in in a proper amount of time and uh, in balance with other important things. Yeah. And that's a good thing to just discuss with your spouse, figure out what that time is. Set some standards. I heard someone saying they set a, t- a timer. So it's just everyone knows, hey, you're going to get this much time and then we're moving on to the next things. And that's so helpful to not just waste too much time on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another point here, and there, there's probably a lot more for you to discuss <laughs> with your spouse, but um, a lot of the content that's out there is not created by Christians who have a, uh, you know, a fear of the Lord and a, yes. a reverence for the Bible and a lot of the content and the stuff that's out there is distracting from Ooh. the Christian message and worldview. And there's content that's just flat out bad yeah. and um, wicked and, you know, Elevating uh, messaging. Sin. Yeah, messaging that's just uh, counter to what the Bible says. And so we want to be really careful when it comes to these devices about what exactly our kids are watching and what it's putting in their minds and how it's forming their worldview and and things like that. Yeah. I mean, we we sat down as a family to watch a family movie we do on occasion Mm -hmm. the other day, right? And we picked a movie off of... Brand new off of Disney Plus. Disney Plus. And we thought, well, that's, you know, the rating looked good. And I don't think we were five full minutes in Mm -hmm. before even our older two were going, what? This is not a good movie. That's not the right message. The Bible doesn't say that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really Mm -hmm. awesome to see their little minds to process it. But I think if we had not been there to stop it, even though they might have noticed that some of these things don't line up with what the Bible says, they probably would have kept watching. But instead, as the parents, you know, we were able to say, this content is bad. This content is not going to tell you something that is in line with God's word so much so you can just see it from what they're pushing that we, we need to stop it. We're going to do something different. And I just think more and more, it seems like when we click on something to watch or to view, it's it's just, it's garbage mm-hmm. and it's not worth sticking in the minds of our, our kiddos. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we, we want to we want to be filling their minds with good content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be teaching them things. We, and, and so we have them, you know, we're teaching them. We have them going to church. We have them right. in class. And uh, we're, we're taking a very proactive role in yeah. the things that they learn. Right. So I did like the way you talked about their little minds, though, by the yeah. way. That, that uh, very... Um, it just came across like y- your mind is so Mine's big giant. and developed <laughs> and just ri- just wise. And our kids, they just have these little minds. Little do you? Minds. I just wonder, Bethany, do you ever think that way about like people that you talk to? Like you're just talking to someone at the grocery store and you're like, oh, this person has such a little mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just think about in our kids. Yeah. It's just little tiny uh, minds. They're not all the way. They're not as big as my mind. <laughs> Maybe I have to remind, pun intended, mm, myself mm, of mm, that, I see, I see that because uh, as our kids get older, they seem to think their mind is bigger than yeah. mine. They know more, yeah, you know? So yeah, I have to, real. maybe I should remind them. You just mm. have a little one. Mine, <laughs> mine is big. Mine has gone through 30 uh, whatever years of growth. <laughs> And, you know, it's a giant. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. I mean, I can testify. Your, your brain is massive. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. It's good stuff. Yes. Well, I hope this is a helpful discussion for you guys as you look at screens and how we're tempted to be lazy mm. and how we need to choose choose wisely. So That's right. Hopefully this is helpful, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. See ya. See ya. See ya.